0: This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. So the FFIEC authentication guidance supplement has been issued. Now what do banking institutions need to do to prepare for 2012's examinations? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Matthew Spear of and Bank Corporation. Matt, it's a pleasure to talk with you on the topic.
1: Oh, absolute pleasure to speak with you, Tom.
0: Matt, we've talked about this at length since this first came out as the draft last December. You've had the opportunity to compare the documents. How different is the final guidance from the draft we saw in December?
1: Well, really, when you you look at it, and the the number of items that were removed from what came out in the draft, or um, you know, kind of in a kind way where maybe toned down some in the overall guidance is that I think that we have uh, somewhat of a more neutral, re, you know, back-looking uh, type of document that's spending more time looking at, okay, here are things that have happened in the last five years and what banks should now be doing to respond to them um, versus there were some things that were mandated in the guidance uh, Uh, draft that we saw last December that have been removed altogether. But at the same time, I think it focuses on those three core tendencies of um, risk assessment, customer awareness and education, and then layered security, uh, because there are no silver bullets to deal with the issues that uh, our online banking customers are dealing with.
0: So Matt, the big date is January 2012, because it's after that the examiners will start looking at institutions in terms of how they've complied with this guidance. What do you see as the biggest challenges for banking institutions between now and 2012?
1: Well, I think that, one, in you know, a bank has to go into this realizing that there's no way that they're going to be able to remediate every gap that they identified, nor do the regulators really expect you to. However, what they need you to do is really take a risk-focused approach, do that risk analysis, and have a standard methodology for doing it that you can justify your thought process, and most importantly, have the plan for what you are going to do, uh, as well as any items that you have done in preparation for January 1st. Because It really comes down to if you have a plan, it's a million times better than if you don't have a plan. And if you're just doing it, uh, your risk assessment by kind of gut feel, without being able to back it up with metrics and thought process uh, and document that, then really it's going to put you in a bad light for that initial discussion with the regulators. So I think that you know, in in overall in the, in the big picture, start the risk analysis now um, so that you can have a documented plan for what you're going to do by the time that. January 1st rolls well around.
0: And Matt, you and I both know that institutions and associations have been poring over the letter of this document since it first came out in draft form. So it's not like this is news to people. What do you feel institutions should have done before the final guidance even was issued?
1: You know, certainly um, uh, in, in retrospect, that you know those organizations that went through and you know started breaking down the draft version of the guidance and, um, and started their planning process early uh, just based upon the draft, now we're actually going to have a much easier time because there's many items that were are probably getting, going to be, from a practical standpoint, very difficult to be able to implement some kind of solution or business process reengineering that are no longer there so you can take them right off the table. And so, you know, the more time that you have to plan and prepare uh, it would have been great, you know, for organizations who have started that process back when the draft showed up. And now their plans are going to be easier to
0: have developed
1: and probably many of them taken care of before January 1st comes around.
0: Now, man, it's no surprise you and I are talking because you just completed a webinar on this topic on what to expect and how to prepare for the 2012 examinations. Uh, this is a great seminar. I'm delighted to work with you on it. What would you say are the key points that you address in this for people that would be interested?
1: You know, certainly I, I think that uh, one of the most difficult things for uh, financial institutions to do is, is to have a structured methodology for going through and doing a risk assessment. Um, so actually go through a, you know, a practical example of how to do a risk assessment with a template uh, you know, that are provided to the attendees so that the, that's a baseline of how to go through and look at your applications and, and application services um, in accordance with you know the FFIIC guidance, and provide somewhat of that structured methodology to, to help jumpstart the process. Um, and I think the, the other key area, while we certainly talk about some of the recommendations around layered security um, and those things that uh, you know banks are just should be doing as part of state, stable or table stakes. The, um, the other area that certainly the guy spends a lot of time around is customer awareness and education, and, and they put out, you know, a lot of items that you must talk to your customers about, but I focus more on how to do it effectively uh, because, uh, you know, uh, the, the discussion with your customers should be more dialogue-based and it should be, you know, active on your part, versus being passive where you're just providing printed materials. Because ultimately, if we're looking to raise the bar on customer awareness and education, we have to make it a topic of interest for them and do it in a way that is going to catch their attention uh, because if it's a, if it's a statement in a, fl- or in, in a flyer, that they will never read it. No one ever does.
0: Well, Matt, we'll make sure that we give people a link to this webinar because I think it's an important one for anybody that's looking toward th- 2012 and wants to make sense of all this. If you could boil it all down, what would you say is the one thing that institutions need to do now to jumpstart their compliance efforts?
1: Well, certainly around this topic, you know, the, the fundamental foundational element is the risk analysis. And so how you know, going through and getting that risk analysis started today And then in that process, be honest with yourself and do we meet, do we not meet the requirements? And then don't be afraid during that process to reach out to your regulators because there's a lot of gray within the guidance. And certainly you want to uh, have some interpretation from their perspective on what does it mean? This is, you know, like this is what we do. We think it meets. We have a couple of questions. Do you feel that it meets. Now, the downside is the regulators prior to an exam are never going to give you a definitive opinion on something, but they will certainly help guide where you should focus your efforts. And so that's the the one thing, though, that you can't wait to do that because it's not something that happens overnight. You'll spend several months going through that process, and, you know, that if you don't start it today, the end of the year will be here, and then all of a sudden January 1st.
0: Well, Matt, that's great advice, and again, we'll let people know how they can sign up for your webinar. It's an important one on, for any institution that wants to be prepared for 2012 uh, examinations. Thanks so much for your time and your insight today.
1: Well, thank you, Tom, for the opportunity.
0: We've been talking about the FFIEC authentication guidance update. I've been talking with Matthew Speer with m Bank Corporation. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.